What's going on, beautiful people? Beautiful people. Hopefully famous is in the kitchen and tis the season. Spring is upon us and it's back to starting these events. I really, really miss you all. Um, I'm excited, excited, excited. I'm excited for spring and summer and fall because I'm ready to get back out there with my tent, my tent to serve y'all the goodness. So you want to come check us out. Um, we're going to have all the goods. Um, definitely some vegetarian options, 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 options. When we think of a business that is strengthened by people, when we think of a service that is 100% dedicated to the people, when we think of a goal of having an investment into the community of people through the business and the service that you provide, one of the names that should come to mind is Soulfully Famous. Chef Lori Thomas who runs Soulfully Famous, is cooking up food for everybody. It sounds kind of cliche, but this food is made with love and hurt and pain and joy. All different types of emotion that we feel Chef Lori puts into her food. She does it with a passion. She wants to connect with people and help. Through the service of food for people, Chef Lori has found this goal. It's not easy but nothing in life that's worth it is. And as busy as Chef Lori is, with everything that she has going on on top of Soulfully Famous, she still wakes up every morning looking for ways to help the people in her community and in neighboring communities all through the food that she makes and provides. So let's get to know Chef Lori Thomas. Let's get to know how Soulfully Famous came to be. And we can do that by tuning in right now and listening in. This is Chef Lori Thomas's journey. And these are the Journeyman Chronicles. Welcome back to another episode of the Journeyman Chronicles. You have entered episode 31's realm. We're about to hit you off in the 30s with a podcast focusing on people's journey. The journey of this podcast has been exciting. It's been remarkable. It's been frustrating. It's been delightful. It's been worth it. And I look forward to continuing providing more episodes for this podcast so here's the proverbial toast for the next 30 episodes we are entering episode 31 like i said i'm excited i got to sit down and talk with soulfully famous his very own chef Lori thomas who has energy for let me tell you something for somebody who doesn't get much sleep and you're gonna find out in this in this interview that this woman is busy and she don't even takes she don't even sleep she takes naps I mean, uh, with, with, with 
uh, a home life dedicated to her children and this business that she's dedicated to and who knows what else she's trying to fit in there as far as you know a social life sometimes you got to go and have friends and and have a good time you know you got love life you got friendships you got there's so much going on in this woman's life so i got to sit down i got to talk to her i wanted to know about soulfully famous and i got to learn so much more i'm excited to share this interview with you uh you know the night that we did this interview chef Lori uh showed up and brought me some food and i was grateful i took some home and, and my wife and mother-in-law enjoyed it she gave uh she gave the the journeyman chronicles had some uh baked macaroni and cheese uh, i believe there was like some uh parmesan chicken the garlic parmesan chicken i believe it, and, and it was my favorite was white rice red beans but it was a creole uh, red beans uh, with the uh, Holy Trinity mix. Uh, she said it was with peppers, onions, and celery. I believe I got that right. Uh, let me tell you something. It was fantastic. I don't eat cheese, so I didn't eat the macaroni and cheese, but my wife and my, and my family members took care of that uh, and they loved it. So look, uh, <laughs> I can go on for days about how, uh, how much I love food and maybe one day I'll dedicate a, a podcast just to that. I was just talk about food, but when we talk about why we're making food and, and the emotions that we're feeling, uh, how that can be put into something, you know, they always say that if you put emotion into the uh, into the passion that you love doing, that's God's work, because that's going to be the best that you'll ever make. You're putting all your emotion into it. And, uh, you know, Chef Lori uh, talks about how, you know, she's she could be angry or frustrated or happy or ecstatic or tired, but she's going to put all that into the food that she makes. And that's what makes it so damn good. So on top of Soulfully Famous, she's also doing a lot of shit for the community. I don't want to get too much into it right now because I'd rather just have it right here for you to listen to. And I got it for you. I hope you enjoy it. This is episode 31. We're talking to Chef Lori Thomas. Let's go. Seems to be like a hint of that. You're very much like, no, I will not let that Can't happen. Can't see it. Yeah. You can't. Yeah. So obviously, I want to talk about Soulfully Famous, but before we get to that, I just want to really get to know uh, who you are and where you're from and what you what you've been doing with your time lately. Because I know cooking and food uh, is taking up a large percent of your of your time. And I, listening or not listening, rather, but watching you and reading your posts, it's. It's taking up so much so that you uh, you even felt the need to kind of let people know, like, hey, you know, like, uh, uh, I'm, uh, I'm chill out. Yeah, yeah, pump the brakes. Calm a little down. Bit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which I think is a is a, one could say these are good problems to have, but I'm sure it can be stressful. It is, and it's crazy because you don't want to sound ungrateful, but sometimes too much business. Yeah. Can be bad because then you'll lose your value. Yeah. You don't want to start to, you know how. Um, small mom and pops they get large corporation and then it's garbage yeah. you know what I mean so yeah. I want to stay true to you know the food that I put out and yeah. if I keep trying to take everybody in then I'm like oh whatever just throw it in there yeah. you know what I mean ah, just yeah. trying to make the order and yeah, that's yeah. not what I want to do that's not what yeah. I want to do so in order to keep it under control I was like 
just get in line. <laughs> just give me a minute, please. <laughs> the last thing you want to do is like make it about the number and not the the person. Absolutely, everything yeah. that I do is personal. Yeah, and that's why my food is good because um, I'm giving people an aspect of myself. So, um, like you said, like I just try to greet people. You know, what I'm saying yeah. how I want to be greeted. Yeah. I've been in the industry for so long. So yeah, I know the do's and the don'ts and what I would have wish I had um, as a customer. Or, you know what I mean? Just yeah. being in the whole world of it all. So I yeah. try to do things how I think they should awesome. have been done. Awesome. <laughs> do me a favor real quick. Just straighten that mic out for me towards you. Is there this you good? Go. Perfect. Okay, That's great. perfect. Yeah, I just want to make sure we hear you. Um, oh, I'm but super yes. loud. Yeah, no, no, it's, no, it's all good. So am I. Sometimes I'm like, damn, I need to tone that shit down just a little bit. down again. a notch. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I like, I like the idea of making things personable because you're right. People like to be, uh, even though it's it's... Yeah, if someone's I don't want to say smart enough, but people have common sense and they should know, you know, you're doing a lot of work for a lot of people. But people do like to feel like they are your your attention is on them. And so marketing the uh, the personality trait of your business is important to you. Yep. Uh, and no matter how successful and of course, we're wishing tons of success for Soulfully Famous, but no matter how successful you want to become, you don't want to lose that ability to know the individual and, and be patient with that. Absolutely. Person. Absolutely. Um, like you said, like I try to treat every customer like they're my first and my last because, yeah. you know, um, you know, ever since the pandemic, so many businesses opening, even in the like food truck industry, like it's so many. Yeah. And out of all these people, y'all came to me. Yeah. And it makes me feel very special. Absolutely. So I want to make sure that I make them feel special and then they come back. Yeah. <laughs> how long have you been, how long has Soulfully Famous been, been active? Not long at all. Um, so every time when someone asks me about Soulfully Famous, I say, oh, well, Soulfully Famous is a year and a half young. Okay. Because um, we started in the midst of the pandemic, Absolutely. like a lot of businesses, you Absolutely. know what I mean? Yeah. Um, so let's see. I think I started in like 2020, maybe. No, I feel like the 2019, but nah, it's got to be 2020 because my daughter was born in 2020 and, and that's when okay. everything went to like, you know, yeah. shit, you know? shit, absolutely. So, um, yeah, it's 2020 and I was kind of just bored. I was going through a lot of like, postpartum depression mm. i went through a breakup um it was a lot the pandemic you know what i mean and it was just too much um you did an interview with mama leche yeah she was one of my coaches uh okay. i breastfed so yeah you you got a great catalog by the way so awesome. shout out to you thank you um keep thank doing you. what you're doing i listen to a lot of your stuff on anchor so thank i'm you. just so grateful to be here yeah, and me be too. i'm glad you're here the, yeah i feel like a celebrity <laughs> <laughs> so yeah um mama leche she you know she was helping me get through a lot of that stuff um that i was going through when i had my baby and um i just felt like i needed something to take me out um, of this depression that I was in. So um, I started doing like tumbler, tumbler cups with epoxy and resin and like glitter and making t-shirts with my cricket. And um, and then I just started going back to cooking because I cooked a long time ago. Um, I had like a little business or whatever. Um, and um, I was doing platters. Like everybody was doing platters in the pandemic. And yeah. it got to a point where I was like, look, everybody's doing platters. Like it's crazy because I can't make any money because everybody's doing it. So I'm like, what can I do to make myself stand out? And I'm like, you know what? I got to I gotta go legit. You know what I'm saying? A lot of people, they was uh, the food, you get PUA, food stamps, money was yeah. just everywhere. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. So it was not an issue. It was not Just an issue that. for us to to get food. So yeah. I was like, 
They can go in anybody. What's going to make it different for me? I feel like I got to get licensed and insured because I had people. I used to work at the parking authority for a couple of years. I was a supervisor. And um, before that, I was actually one of the enforcement officers. So. Um, I knew people there that um, were like in political parties and stuff like that. And they wanted to do luncheons. And, um, you know, um, I knew people that were managers and CEOs of uh, buildings, um, like old folks buildings. And they wanted to do holiday parties because the pandemic shut down all these like huge catering companies. And they were looking for people to like still like service their their uh, clients. Yeah. And I had to turn a lot of people down because they wanted to make sure for their business and their company was I licensed and insured. And I had to say no. So I, I was like, you know, I cannot keep going out here like this. So I became licensed and insured. And then the next struggle for me was finding the kitchen. And I searched and searched and searched and I found one. And then. Where'd you find it? It's in East Petersburg, Persephone okay. Rue. A lot of um, food truck companies there. Uh, we're talking about Penny's, you know, Penny's ice cream. No. Oh, their food is their, their, their ice cream is so good. Um, Blazing Jays is there. Yeah. Okay. Um, okay. Nano okay. Grill. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, they actually have a company. Um, it's called uh, The Traveling Tap. Okay. So they're bartending on wheels. Um, nice. Scoop a dough. I don't know if you heard of Scoop a dough. Yeah. Scoop Endo is there. Um, so they're uh, Meet the Browns. Um, I, a lot of people, uh, Stephanie stirred up stuff. She does tacos. She was there. Um, it's like a community. Of, it is. Yeah. It is. Character coffee, colorful macaroons. Man, it, it, um, the sink on pressure. Um, so, yeah. So, I met them and I just started like asking people like, what are you, how long you been doing it and what have, what have you been doing? And I ran into um, colorful macaroons, her husband, and... Um, it's funny because when I started, I was like super intimidated. I was like meeting all these people and I'm like, yeah. oh God, little me selling like little dinners, you know? <laughs> and I'm like, well, what do y'all do? What do y'all do? Like, tell me about your business. And little did I know, they was in the same boat I was in. They started off their business. They're new. They um they just found this kitchen too. Um, You know, they're struggling for money like myself. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah. I just, it was like a great relief on my shoulders because I always small mind myself like oh i don't i, I put yeah. myself in a corner and it's like no like you're in the same boat as them like you can go ahead and you you're you're great you're great so um i met the husband of california macros he's like oh yeah we do events and i was like events he's like yeah uh you should you should do it you should just go on facebook and see what's in your what's in your local neighborhood because at that time i was still doing platters and um um i was still doing platters and if they, if they do that again, I want to. Okay. Uh, yeah, I don't want to let that keep interrupting us. Go ahead, though. So, so um, I was on platters, and I realized that a lot of my time was being taken up cooking the meal, waiting for people to come pick their meal. Because you know, when you cook in a commissary kitchen, you're paying hourly. You're paying yeah. hourly to be there, and that is a lot of food truck struggle. Um, is finding a kitchen and finding an affordable kitchen because the money that you're cooking, um, you know, the money, the time that you're spending to cook, it, it's money. Like I, I spend maybe. Five, seven hours, that's over like 200 bucks. Wow. 250 bucks, sometimes um, 300, depending on the kitchen, all for one day. Um, I was having invoices, like $1,000 invoices, and I was only and I, I was only making like $500 worth of money in platters. So I'm like, yeah, I can't do platters yeah. no more. Yeah. Screw this. It's, it's over because people were playing games, and people didn't want to pay in advance, and then people would not show up for their food, and then I would be waiting, and it would get cold. And, and then I was doing delivery as well. Like I would drive all the way to Coatesville. I was driving to Philadelphia. Wow. I was driving to Reading. I was driving to Allentown for people to get their food because people saw my post on social media. So I had like driver. I had like little fleet. Like I had, I sent my mom um, to <laughs> Philly. I sent my boyfriend yeah. to Coatesville. Like I was doing local deliveries. We were just trying to get it. 
And I realized that at the end of paying everybody, I was left with, I was left with smaller amount than what I was making when I was at home. Yeah. So yeah. I was like, no, F this. I'm going to see what's up with these events. And I, my first event was Manor Market. Man, they freaking loved me. And they, they was, they, I left out of there with no food. I made better off than all the vendors there that day. Oh, wow. And I was like, oh, yeah. I'm coming back. <laughs> Count that money. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Well, that's what you got to do. You got to find where you can get the money, and, yeah. and obviously the, the 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 people and the attention as well. So it's a it's a double whammy for you, I'm sure. Yeah. It was love. It was lo- pe- the people treating me. The, the it was it was amazing atmosphere. The energy was amazing. Um, so I made great money. The people loved the food. They asked me if I can come back. I was like, hell yeah! And then the most amazing thing happened. I go to sleep. I wake up and bing, 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 bing. My phone's going crazy. And I'm like, what the hell? What the hell is going on? And it's people posting my food on wow. all the social medias. I'm like, I gotta try that. I gotta try that. So I'm like, this is crazy. Like, I just could I was my, I was just like, this is yeah. I cannot wrap my mind around it. And wow. even to this day, like we do our events and there's freaking lines around the corner. And I'm like, <laughs> oh my God! Or like when when people come, they're like, yeah, we saw that you were going to be here on Facebook. I'm like, oh, you saw that I was going to be here. You came to see yeah, me. You came yeah. to eat my food. Like, that means so much to me. You could have went to McDonald's. You could have went to Burger King. You could have went anywhere. But you say, oh, I want some socially famous today. Like, yeah. that's so special to me. Yeah, it really is. And they make the effort and they're they're driving out and they're standing in line. And, yeah. And that... That has to make you obviously it makes you feel special, but it's also like a a boost in your in your confidence. It like does. When it goes back to you feeling like you, you're meek and you you can't do this. Then you see that and you're like, oh, not only do I know I can do this, but I'm now I'm ready to do it again. Right. So when you've got um, so so let's talk about the turnout and let's talk about like you've done this now for a year and a half. Uh, the pandemic. Uh, like many businesses and like many people that I've been talking to that are doing things, the pandemic is where it started. And it makes sense. Now that you're kind of looking at it, it makes sense. But I'm sure at that moment, that was a scary idea to start doing something in the middle of everything upside down. Yeah, it it was scary. Um, So so I, I stopped cooking. Before, so, oh, I, so you were cooking. Before. Oh yeah, baby, I'm from the school of hard knocks, baby. I'm, school, <laughs> I'm from the school of hard knocks. I'm a line cook at heart. Okay, yeah. So I, I, uh, I when I was uh, in when, when I went to high school in Coastal, I went to Coastal High School, and then right next to Coastal High School, they had a technical school, Cat Brainywine. So I would do half my schooling at um, Coatesville, and I would go to technical school and do my culinary. So I graduated wow. with two diplomas, one Word. in culinary, one in, in just regular, you know, the general ed. So, okay. and then after I graduated, I went to culinary school, and I got an associate's. And after that, I started line hopping. I was cooking at all the different fast food. All, all the different... Um, well, fast food was like the beginning when sure. I was a teenager. Yeah. I, my first job was Wendy's, but I was working at IHOP, Golden Corral, Bonefish Grill, um, Ruby Tuesdays, Olive Garden. Um, let's see. I did some... Um, fine dining at the Mount Hill Tavern. Okay. And um yeah, I, I hopped. I hopped in and I and I, I can get down with the best baby. Like yeah. I was one of the like only females on the line because sure. I have great attention to detail. I was fast. Um, my food didn't look like shit when I put it out and my food was good. And even the managers, they would get out to get on their break, they're like, Hey Lori, I'm about to take my break. Can you can you make me something? Yeah. I'm like, I got you. I got you. <laughs> um you know what I mean? Like even I've even had expo like Get him off the damn line. Yeah. Lori, get in there. And yeah, I'm like, yeah. 
got this. I got this. <laughs> boom, 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 boom. Like, you're moving too damn slow. Like, I'm from the school of hard knocks where his tickets flying everywhere, shit all over the floor, yeah. 86 that, 86 yeah. this, service don't. It's cold. Put it back on the. Like, yeah. that. that's where I get my speed and my efficiency from. Like, I, I try to. You know, make sure that the customers don't wait too long for their food. Um, but we do do a lot of frying, like chicken and stuff. So the customers are waiting. But um, I'm doing some things to make sure that that is not an issue anymore. But yeah, um, but I if remember. It's worth it. Your people will wait though. They they always say they're like, oh, we had to wait so long, but it was worth it. It, yeah. was, it was freaking delicious. So <laughs> yeah, keep up the good work or whatever. Um, but um, back to the story uh, I had on the line I always had crazy stories but the one in particular I will never forget is I was working at IHOP and um, I was doing the grill and you know we do the omelets on the flat top and um, I could do six omelets at a time all, all at a time and this big crowd came in and they all ordered this the big steak is what it's called and it's got steak tomatoes all this crap in it right and I made them all together they all came out at the same time all fresh hot and then I'm out of my business. We all chilling. <laughs> you know how the cooks is in the back. Yeah. And they're like, manager comes, who make these? Who make these omelets? I need y'all out here right now. I'm like, what did I do? Oh my God, what did I do? And like, I need you out in here in the dining room right now. I walk in the dining room. They're all oh. standing up, standing on their I'm like, get the freak yeah, out of here. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. it's crazy. So, um, this cooking has just always been a part of my life. Um, and then um, the last straw for me was I was working at Bonefish Grill. I was doing all the all the stations. I was a prep cook. I did salads. I did fry. I did grill. I did saute. And there was people on the line. There was men on the line that was making more money than me. And I was doing more work. Mm. And at that time, I was a single parent of two. And I'm like, look, not only do I need more money. I need to get out of here so I can pick my kids up from school, like from daycare, because I was getting charged extra money because I kept picking my kids up late. late you know what yeah. I mean? And they just didn't respect that. So the last straw for me, and I was like a week away from getting my um, week's pay vacation. I was going to see Kevin Hart and just enjoy. Like I work, I work my ass off. Sure. I work my ass off, and yeah. that was my time. And I just said fuck it, and I just I made a scene. I, I was like fuck this. I slammed the oven. I fucking quit. Yeah, it's bullshit. And. I had bills. Like, it was an impulse decision to quit. And I just knew when I walked at that door that I, I was not coming back. So I'm like, shit, I still got to make money. I still got to do what I got to do. At the time, I was living in New Holland. And I'm like, fuck it. I'm just going to sell dinner. So this is before the pandemic. Okay, This wow. is back in 2014, 2013, 2014. And um, I was knocking on businesses. I was knocking on pharmacies, barbershops, salons, libraries, um, insurance companies. And I was bothering them. I made menus every week, different food every week. And I was just knock. I was bothering them. Oh, this one I'm making. This one I'm making. And I wore them down because when I first went in there, you know how it is. People, they like, who the fuck, who yeah. the fuck are you yeah. coming up in? Yeah. No, I don't want to buy. No buy, yeah. no buy. Yeah. And yeah. I wore them down. I started giving out samples. Like, come on, just try it. It's really good. I promise you. I'm not here to, like, scam you. Like, I'm trying to feed you. You know what I'm saying? And after a while, I wore people down. I, they started buying my shit. Um, I started posting more on social media. People from Coatesville, Philly started buying it. And I, next thing you know, I was making more money than I was making on the line than at the restaurant. So I'm wow. saying, damn, I'm on to something good here. Yeah. And then one of my customers, she worked at the salon. And she was like, oh, your food's amazing. I have a wedding of 250 I would love for you to cater it. That was my first time ever catering. I catered a, a wedding of 250 by myself. 
my feet was hurting, my back was hurting, I had wow. a headache. I was over it. That was I said, fuck that. I never want to cook again. Fuck it all. <laughs> and I just quit. I quit cooking. And I pursued a criminal justice uh, degree. I went back to school for criminal justice. Wow. I was going to um, be a PO, juvenile probation. And um Where did that come from? Where'd the whole criminal justice? Well, see, um, I I feel like I'm a humanitarian at heart, and whatever sure. I do, I always want to make sure that I'm taking care of the people. And in the criminal justice system, we always worry about the offenders and never the victims. Sure. And I always want to be a part of the solution and never a problem. So I feel like, what can I do to still make a difference and still like be hands-on and not be cooking? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I was like, fuck, criminal justice... There's plenty of jobs in that industry. I know for a fact that I would never not have to get it. I would never not have a job in a criminal with a, with a degree in criminal right. justice right. because there's something they need. The, the need for it is there. So I was like, I'm going to do that. So I got a bachelor's in that. And at that time, I was working full time. I was working at the prison in Lebanon. I was working security at Securitas, and I was in school full time, parent, um, single parenting my two kids. Wow. And it was a lot. Um, I finished school. I was pregnant. I was about to go on my internship. Pandemic. So at that time, I quit security, quit the prison. I was just working at the parking authority. I worked my way up from the parking authority as well. I I started at parking authority before, like when they were new, when when um the city the city stopped doing it, and then like the real parking authority, yeah, yeah, the ones that are here now doing yeah, it. Yeah, I stepped in when they were fresh. Oh, okay. like yeah, I was like one of the first members. Um, and I was making like twelve bucks, and I just moved my way all the way up to supervisor. I was like making twenty one dollars an hour. Like yeah. it was great. Had my own vehicle. Had my own phone. What y'all doing? You need to get back to work. You know, I had my own little com- computer. I had I was I was doing good, but it was time for me to go because uh, I wanted to retire heights. And um, so I was done school. I was pregnant. I need to do an internship. I couldn't work full time doing internship and be pregnant. So I had let one go. And at that time, my foot was, my, my foot was already out the door. So I was like, all right, I this job I quit and pandemic happened. So that kind of was a sign from above. You know what I mean? Yeah. And um. For some reason, I got my ass back in the damn kitchen. Yeah, here I am. Well, I mean, it, it was such a, like a <laughs> it was such like a, a long detour that you took with the with the criminal justice and and then you have uh, I mean, you were going through so many different avenues of cooking. And then you have your the, the, the finale exit out of Bonefish Grill, uh, which is totally understandable because sometimes uh, everybody gets to their point where yeah. where they just. They know what the consequences are, and it doesn't matter. Right. It's almost like I'm. You know what? I I'm fine. I'll, let me entertain that because yeah. I'm I'm tired of it. And to finally hit that and find yourself. What, what would you say now? That the pandemic was 2020. That was mm-hmm. 2014. So this is like a six year journey of everything you just told me. Yeah. Pandemic starts. What was it about the food and cooking that brought you back? It was a release because, uh, you know, during that time I was just going through so much and um, I needed to get my mind off of things. I just wanted to feel better inside. So that's kind of what it was. And it was, it, I first started selling off to family and friends and it just it just expanded. It just happened. Yeah. You know what I mean? And um, I still do. I still uh exercise my criminal justice degree if you will say sure because um i i'm a youth advocate so i i currently socially famous currently has three jobs she's running around like a crazy Look person at right you. now yeah running around like a crazy person right now <laughs> so um i work overnight with juveniles um i'm a youth advocate um at a placement center 
Um, so, uh, and that's kind of when I, when I work over there, that's kind of when I do like on my computer stuff, like sending out invoices and responding back to customers and stuff like that. <laughs> so I do that. And then sometimes, you know, we're short of staff right now. We're still dealing with everything in the world where we're short of staff. Yeah. Um, prices are, go- inflation is crazy right now. Yeah. It's crazy. So sometimes I, I work like, um, um, 16 hour shifts mm. on top of whatever else I'm doing. So, um, I work that overnight. Then I come home, get my kids ready for school, and then I'm at uh, Christmas Attics. I've been passed the baton to be the cook at Christmas Attics. So I, I was explaining to you, and I work for Cat because I'm there part time. Yeah. Um, Tuesday through Thursday, cooking meals for the community, doing stuff at the food bank, and then all while still taking care of socially famous stuff. Yeah. Trying to get cooking time in to cook for shit I got going on the weekend. You know what I mean? And it drives me nuts because I always think, how the fuck am I going to get that shit Yeah, I'm thinking like, when do you sleep? I take naps. Like, right? Like, as of today. As of today, I probably going on maybe like three, four hours. I got some good sleep today because, see, the food bank... Is was today, and uh, it doesn't start till later. But uh, my one, my other job had a, a staff meeting, and my kids had a uh, early dismissal. I had to pick them up from school. I took them to the job. I'm like, Look, I got my kids. Like, yeah, fuck you want me to do? Like, <laughs> and it's been crazy. Like, I've had stories. I've had took my kids to go in the corral because I had no sitter, and I had them sit at the dining. Like, go sit over there, don't yeah. sit down. And I, and I used to do the uh, egg, make eggs to order, gotcha. and they would watch me while I was cooking. I'm like, Look, mm-hmm. I gotta do what I gotta do. Yeah. Yeah. I took my kids to Bonefish Grill. I got one one kid was over there at the bartender. The other kid's over there hosting with the host. Like, it is what it is. Yeah. You want me here or not? Yeah. You know what I mean? Because I give it all. I give it my all whenever, wherever I do. Whenever I do. And, um... They worked with you well wherever you were whenever you had to do that. Yeah, I got good. I got pretty good. Well, I got I had pretty good kids. Yeah, I got I got another one. I got a third one. The two year old. That one there yeah. run for your money. Yeah. All, she would tear the shit up. You hear me? So we we left her at home. And, yeah, I know, but, um, I know that life. Yeah, that two year old boy. She's she's up both. She's up both. So um, when you were saying like the joy that I get out of people enjoying my food, it makes it all worthwhile because. Man, I done had some nights where I've been cooking from 1 p.m. all the way to 3 a.m. Yeah. And then only to wake up, to go to sleep for two hours, to wake up at 6 a.m. to set up for this shit. Like, people really don't realize a lot of stuff that goes beyond, like, goes behind cooking. I got to buy the shit. Yeah. Prep the shit. Cook the shit. Store the shit. Reheat the shit up. Then set up for you to eat the shit. Mm. And people just like... $200 $200 for that. Yeah. Yeah. You know why you're paying $200? You're paying $200 because I'm I'm off of an hour of sleep right now. I made your mac and cheese with my eyes closed today. Yeah, yeah. That's why you're paying me $200. Yeah. But that's neither here nor there. And that's got to be frustrating. <laughs> Always having to explain. Do you have to do that a lot? Um, explain your pricing or is it is it understandable for the most part? Yes and no. Like I feel like now the time that we're in, everything is hot. So now I feel like if you don't get it now, like you're retarded, you know what I mean? (laughs) But it's like before I did, because they're like, oh, I can go somewhere else. Go. Because you know what? I'm sorry that I have to lose you, but you're one less thing I don't have to worry about. You know what I mean? Because people who know my food and know the quality, they're willing, they're more than willing to pay. 
So I don't even I don't even take offense anymore. I used to feel some type of way because I undercutted myself. There was times where you know when you're when you just coming into the game, you you want to get everything you you can get. So, so there's take, been yeah. times where I've have done things on the you know for you work the free. With people and yeah. you're, you're giving and I still yeah. work with people to this day because like I like I'm a people person at heart. I love sure. I I love my customers and I give out a lot of free food because at the end of the day, it's just food. Yeah, it's just food. Like if someone was stealing food, like they're stealing food. Like yeah. it's not like they're stealing like money or like. Yeah. It's food. It's nourishment. You know what I mean. Yeah. So at the end of the day, yeah, it's money, but it's still like I'm still I give leeway. I give out free shit all the time at my events, like especially people that wait. Oh, I'm sorry, I threw a little extra chicken wing in there. Yeah, yeah. I, that's yeah. just the type of person that I am. But sometimes I's like I want people to value me, like because on Instagram when those celebrity cooks and those people with um thousands of followers and they're um doing their private dinners. They're charging six hundred uh, sure. thousands of dollars, Easily. and you pay them. So why not pay me? Right. It doesn't make any sense. It doesn't. Yeah. It doesn't. So I'm starting to value myself a little bit more. Good. Um, but it's it's definitely been tough because I shouldn't have to explain my prices because like this is a job. Like it's I'm not. I, I would like to make a living be rich off of it but yeah. this is just paying the bills you know what right. i'm saying and sometimes it just pays the bill to make this food yeah and they don't even realize that there's a whole you know there's a whole thing going on beyond i i, I sometimes i'm paying to just keep the lights on in the kitchen you know what i mean yeah. and i just explained how crazy my schedule is i just hired an assistant so now i'm paying for an assistant now so all these things are in the working you know what i mean <laughs> so the funny thing about this evening was that while interviewing chef Lori, uh the doorbell to the studio kept ringing and obviously i didn't want to stop the interview to go see who it was because i wasn't expecting anybody and i was there alone with chef Lori, so i i kind of wasn't really interested in whoever was there <laughs> Uh, so obviously by this point, you've heard the, the, the doorbell ring a few times. And, um, what I thought I heard here was, I thought I heard somebody walk around in the studio, which startled me because I had the door locked and I just wanted to make sure everything was all right. So I get up, I take a walk through the studio. I check the front door, every, you know, everything's fine. So I come back, I sit down, uh, with Chef Laurie and, uh, we just get right back to work. But the, uh, one of the things I enjoy about this podcast is sometimes things just happen that unexpected. And and uh, at first I was going to cut this out of the uh, podcast, out of this episode. But I said, ah, fuck it. I'll leave it in. It's, it's funny. It's something that we can laugh at. At the time, I was a little frustrated, but uh, I'm laughing now. So anyway. Do we have an intruder? <laughs> no. Okay. I thought I heard something. I was like, you got good ears. And I was like, I really shouldn't be hearing anybody, but I, I just, considering the bell just rang. Right. Um, Better be safe than sorry. You know, the one time Marquise and everybody goes to Harrisburg and I'm here by myself, it's like, this kind of shenanigans, what the hell's going on? <laughs> and this never takes place when Marquise is here. <laughs> oh, Marquise listens to this, he understands what I'm going through. No, I'm just joking. <laughs> I apologize. Don't okay, anyway. Um, so where were we? Forgive me. We, we were like understanding values. Yes, valuing the, the not having to explain your pricing. And I think everybody that goes through uh, entrepreneurial endeavors, uh, business for themselves, 
um, where they have to value themselves in order to for this to be worth it. Yeah, I, I'm sure everybody goes through that. Like this whole like, well, how much do I charge? What's what's reasonable? Right. Um, you know, I don't want to be robbing people, but I do need to get paid, and, right. and there's nothing wrong with that. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the things that I, I when, when I talk to people like yourself that are doing what they love doing, and all the great things that come with that, but also the hardship, is that um, it's difficult to explain that to people who aren't in that that mindset. Um, like, you could be. You, you you could probably help by serving people who are in a business of their own and they don't question your prices because right. they understand the logistics of it. They don't know what you do. Yeah. You know, it's like that community mm-hmm. of people that are like, no, nah, I dig it. Don't worry about it. Like, I mean, I'm going to pay this because you did it and I'm going to, I'm going to, you know, represent you. And yeah. you know that whole, and then there's people that are just like, like you just said, why am I paying $200? $150 for a salad? Right. <laughs> I had to watch every lettuce leaf on this motherfucker. <laughs> but you know, it, it's it's it kind of like it's 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 um how do I say this? Because I'm trying not to sound like a like an asshole, even though I don't like really care what people think about me. But it's almost like where do you, like do you grow up in a bubble for your entire life where at one no never have you ever paid for something that was expensive, right? But to you, it was just a, like there's people that pay thousands of dollars for a bmx helmet let's just say yeah. because they're into that shit right and to me i'm like you paid 350 dollars for a fucking helmet when you could go to walmart like but that's my thinking but i also understand but i get that you're you're doing what you love doing and that's the money that you're willing to pay i'm sure if you had your own business doing that you would be charging the same amount because you understand that business right there's some people that just don't get that. Mm-mm. And so I'm, I, I, I guess owning your own business and getting back to your point is it's like this balance of like, like you just said, uh, there's battles that I'll pick and there's battles that I'll ignore because you're probably going to be going, you, you go through that, I'm sure, almost every day. Is that fair? Um, well, people are starting to get with the program now because at this <laughs> point, you know, and it's crazy because I'm very um, hands-on and intimate with my customers. So I reply to every email, every text, every DM, you know what I mean? And I always treat people with respect. But sometimes it gets to the point where it's like, okay, well, you're not even worth me responding because yeah. you're being yeah. a jackass. Yeah. You know what I mean? So now I'll just get to a point where, like, if you're not comprehending it, then I'll just leave you to yourself to to ponder that. Yeah. Because I don't have the time. I, I like I truly don't have the time to sit here and explain basic shit. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, but like you said, um, primarily my customer base has been um, you know, lately the businesses, the corporations, um, because they understand that they're paying for quality. Sure. And and I'm okay with that. Cause Sofully Famous does it all. And at the same time, even though like I do want to be paid what I'm worth, um, I'm also a humble individual. I put in my time. Before I was uh working at Christmas Addicts, I was volunteering there every week. I was doing that shit for the free. Yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um and I still sometimes cut people deals. You know, sometimes even when people message me and ask me for um services, some one of my questions is, What is your budget? So we can make Fair a enough. menu to accommodate you. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I take that time. Excuse me. I take that time 
out of my day to make sure you have an affordable menu and then you decide to not even do the whole thing. Yeah. You're just wasting my time. So right. now I should just charge you a yeah. uh, damn consultation fee yeah. because you're you're wasting my time. I need to be paid for my services. It's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. So. Yeah, and, and that's part of the reason why people make those, uh, add those fees, those yeah. consultation fees. And now it makes sense. It's like, yeah, because you don't want to take the risk of being SOL and you've got no business, but right. you just took two hours of your time, whatever it, whatever it took, which is, it's still valuable. Um, the community aspect uh, of what you're doing, because it, there's a lot of entrepreneurs and there's people that are doing what they love doing, but it doesn't involve being involved. It doesn't involve being involved with the community. They can do this at home on their own. They're not really that in, invested. Uh, but lately, uh, I, I have been talking to people, yourself included, who you're doing what you love doing, but the community is involved, yeah. like, and you welcome it, or, or it's it's more so like you get involved with the community. Mm -hmm. uh, do you feel like that, like what you do and the community go hand in hand? It's, Absolutely, it, yeah. because. Um, well, first and foremost, um, I'm a spiritual person and I believe that the energy that you put out, you'll get in return. Word. So yeah. I honestly don't do it, um, um, you know, to get anything. I just do it because it feels good. So, um, when I'm out here, I'm making these connections. It feel, and I, I actually, I purchased a trailer cause Soulfully Famous was going to be mobile. We yeah. wanted a food truck, but I worked on the food truck. I rented out a friend's truck and I did not like it. I was so turned off. I just hated, um, the what ins and out. Um, I was in Millersville for a little bit. I parked up on George Street, and we did it throughout the winter. So, what, was it, what was it that you didn't like about the food truck? What it was, I, I didn't the like space. the setup. The setup, first of all, it's, it's too confined. Yeah. I have so much to offer. When people come to my stand, they don't even know what the hell to order because I got so many damn <laughs> options. They're like, ah. That's good. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, it's not just chicken and burgers over here. You could get this, you could get this, you could get this, or you could get that, you could get that. So they're like, oh my God, I'll just take it all. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. So um, I was too confined. Um, you're limited on water. You're limited on gas. You're limited on electricity. I mean, I could have to wash my hands for like one second real quick uh, because- the water, you know, you got so much of a gallon tank there, a 60-gallon tank or however much, yeah. you're limited. And I didn't like it. Granted, we did do it in the winter, so it did kind of suck because it was cold. Okay, we had some enough. times where it was, our water was frozen, um, the generator wouldn't act right or whatever. And I just got tired. I'm like, this is fucking bullshit. Yeah. And then you you have to worry about electricity. You have to make sure your truck is plugged up if you want to leave your food inside. Where we were located, we didn't have plug-ins. So we had to continuously take our food out wow. and put it somewhere else. And we don't have our own commercial kitchen at the time so i was traveling i was driving all the way to the kitchen and i'm renting out just to drop the food back off only uh, to bring it back to heat it up this shit was just too yeah, much yeah. i just got a damn headache and i was like you know i don't even want to do this shit no more yeah. and another aspect that had played into me selling the trailer uh was i kind of enjoy my little tent setup you know when i first started out doing my events i was very um ashamed of being in a tent i felt like it i was like undervalue oh her little her little tin over there what's she selling over there right chicken wing you know right, the right, chicken wing right. lady what what is she selling over there french fries <laughs> and chicken nuggets you know what i mean yeah. and up pulls up these big boy trucks Ooh, oh my god that gotcha, truck gotcha. but you know what dumb people wrapped around this little ass tent and they love every second of it and it was an intimate experience because i got to see my customers i got to talk to them while their meal was being prepared um they got to see the food you know what I mean, and they they get to see me because I'm out, I'm really out there frying. We we have fryers, we frying. Okay, gotcha. Um, it's the warmer the warmer um season, so I'll do my street corn, and they'll see me spreading it on actually, and they love that people like seeing how their food is being made. Yeah. So to me, along with 
the operations of a food truck and kudos to everybody has a food truck because man oh man it's a lot of shit my me and my little tent <laughs> take it take it down yeah put it down get it up you know what i mean but the food truck it is a lot it is a lot we're talking waste water um it's just a whole bunch it's of like a, oil. an investment within itself that mm-hmm. you would have to be willing to to take on and it just sounds like you, and sometimes you, you, you don't even break even but you think oh really sometimes you don't because sometimes you you have to choose your events wisely if you uh, if you go to some neighborhood pop-up i mean you might not make as much or if you go to an event where they have 80 other million trucks there you're just one of 80 other million you have to be able to stick out you have to have something that makes you you and that's why i do my damnedest uh, every time i post i try to post i try to tell people where i'm gonna be at and how much i would love they come see me yeah, because to get that turn or, the to turn get out. that turnover like i'm i'm out here shaking the job you yeah. know what i'm saying i'm, I'm trying to get that money yeah, <laughs> absolutely absolutely I, so i i, I um it, when you when, when you said that it reminded me i interviewed um, chef oliver's and he he had mentioned to me the same thing about the the experience of the the the, the events of of the events and not knowing what the turnout's going thinking it's going to be yep. something and it's not and so it's almost like you have to like strategically play it out plan it out mm-hmm. like okay well now I'm going to remember that this place don't go back. Yeah, it doesn't. It doesn't work. Don't look back. And <laughs> it, it can go. It can go good, and it can go bad. You know what I mean? Because, like you said, you don't. You're preparing for what you think. For for one, me personally, I don't give a damn if they say a thousand people are going to be there. I'm only preparing for how much I want to prepare for. Sure. I love hearing the word sold out. Some people yeah. don't like, oh, we're sold out. Oh, I don't care. Sold out means I don't have to take shit home. Yeah. I love it. And you know what? Me being sold out, you make sure your ass is here next time. There you, you mean go. that's my strategy? There I don't care. Yeah. Um, we did uh, Sofu Sundays at the Rockville Outlet. Oh my God, we started at eleven. We were sold out by like two thirty. Okay, and I did bring enough food, but we were at two different places, so that food had to be split out in different people. Granted, she said there was going to be three hundred people there. I'm sorry, I only prepared for maybe one fifty, one seventy five because there were other vendors there. Now, one, not only am I giving other vendors the opportunity to make money, I'm also not coming home with any food. Yeah. And I, I, I just, I don't like waste. And being in the um, restaurant industry, I've seen a lot of food yep. going in the trash. Yep. And some restaurants won't even let you take that shit home. Yeah. They're like, oh, it's considered theft. So you just throwing it in the trash, but I can't take this home to feed my children. Exactly. So I've, you know, and it just really grinds my gears. A lot of food that goes in the trash. So I'm going to prepare what I'm going to prepare. I'm going to make my little monies. Right. And I'm out. But you're making back the money that you expect to make. If you sell out, right. then you're good. Right. And and that's one thing that I do like about my tent setup is because it's more intimate. Um, I feel like sometimes I have a better turnout than the trucks. Yeah. Like I've had trucks come over and inspect my, what, what you got going on over there? Yeah, yeah, yeah. What you got going on over there? <laughs> I'm like, oh, little bit of this, little bit of that. You know what I'm saying? We were doing our little thing. Yeah. And they're like, hmm. Yeah. I, and granted, this is what I've been hearing. Uh, <laughs> uh, like we had this, uh, we went to this one event at Linux, and the guy, <laughs> the guy, he did mac and cheese, uh, and we do mac and cheese. We're yeah. so full. We're, maybe we never gonna had not. We're never not gonna have that mac and cheese. Yeah. But they're like, hmm. Yeah, I'm gonna get her mac and cheese over there. I'm sorry, dude. That. You got just a damn mac and cheese truck. Yeah. Maybe you should have expanded your damn menu. Yeah. Granted, that is convenient for a truck, so I get the niche on that, whatever. You want to stick to your structure like that. But, oh, baby, he was hot. He came over. He was like, oh, you don't have hand washing. And then I said, first of all, we have the facility. Oh, that don't count. Bruh. 
I ran out of Mac. Where do you think I'm sending them at? Yeah. You. Like, I just sometimes. Yeah. This food truck industry can be a dog-eat-dog world. Sure. And it don't make no sense because I'm all for collaboration, never competition. Right. Whenever I see another food truck, I'm giddy. I'm like, oh, my God, there's such and such. I've heard so much <laughs> right. about them. You think that would be like that across the board, like everybody kind of just being happy to see one another. It depends. It depends on um, the companies. I've, had, I've been embraced with open arms with some companies, and I've been like, mm. They didn't tell me you was going to be here mm. with some companies. Wow. Because. But they heard of you. Right. And you know what? Okay. And it's funny because it's people I didn't even know heard of me. I didn't even know heard of me. I'd be at the restaurant store and I'm like, oh, how you doing? They're like, oh, yeah. I'm like, you can I just start bringing them conversations with people, whatever. And like, oh, I'm like, okay. And then my boyfriend, he's always like, you got to. Because my boyfriend, he always pushing me. Promote your shit. Promote yeah, your shit. Yeah. I'm like, I'm just so like, I'm so humble. I never promote. They're like, you better tell them. For I do. I'm like, oh, yeah, I got a little company. <laughs> no, she do soul food. Soulfully famous in the motherfucking building. There you go. So she's like, oh. She's like, she, the lady's like, oh, you're soulfully famous? I'm like, you know me? There you go. Holy baby. shit. Yeah. Like, damn. Yeah. So that's, that's feel good. My boyfriend, he's always on me. He's like, you better promote, promote, promote. Good. He's giving out cards. What's good when you got somebody that in your corner that believes in you? My wife is the same way, and I completely relate to like I don't want to. I, I, I'm yeah. getting better at it. Like uh, when when it came to the podcast, it was the one thing where I was like, no, actually, I think I can fucking do this. Where everything else I've done, I've been like, Felix, you're really good at that. I'm, I'm all right. Like yeah. you know, I don't want to. I don't want to boast. No, it's not boast. It's it's hey, he can do this, and I'm like, no, 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 don't. I don't. You yeah. know, it's like I'm the pressure's on me, and I don't want to. I don't like that, but with you know, when you're doing something that you know you're good at, mm-hmm. and you've got somebody behind you, and you've got people that have heard of you, now it's like this, like you know, I'm right exactly where I, I mean, right, even right still, where I need to be. Even still, I feel like that. Even still, I feel like that little kid scared yeah, okay, to get yeah. on the roller coaster because there's always somebody bigger and badder out there, sure. or just I don't know, maybe just myself. I play mind games with myself that I'm just not good enough. But the people, it's just it's been the customers to be honest, because it's been a couple times I'm like, man, I'm ready to shut this shit down. Mm. Like I'm over this shit because yeah. I'm tired. I don't, I'm, I'm, I don't like, I don't know. First of all, I, a lot of the food that I make. <laughs> I really don't eat because we eat it all the time. Like I'm gotcha, tired of eating the shit. So yeah, yeah, a yeah. lot of, so sometimes I don't even eat the shit because I'm like, yo, I don't even like know what people are talking about. Like it's good, but it's not like to die for. People are like, oh, this is the best food I ever had. And they be saying it right in front of their mom, and their mom's like, oh my God, how could you? And I'm like, I'm sorry. You're like, sorry, mom. Yeah, I'm, I'm like, so it's been times where I just wanted to pack it up and go, especially with prices going up. It was like, damn, yeah. prices going up again. Damn, I'm going to have to either charge up or take the bite. You know yeah. what I mean? And even with tax, I had people coming at me for taxes. Oh, this one lady, oh, I had, oh, you had to pay? You had to pay taxes? Yes. If I got to pay Uncle Sam, you got to pay Uncle Sam. Okay, where do you think that 6% coming from? Yeah. I'm not eating that. Yeah. I'm already a small business. Yeah. You know what I mean? Well, this goes back to having to explain people your prices. It's, like it's crazy. All that's calculated. It's like, oh, you can't charge for tech. Yes, I can. <laughs> Anything that has been modified, I can tax on. Well, you, so, can, you can charge whatever you want to charge, end of conversation. Exactly. But some, like I said, some people uh, have a hard time understanding that. And we will we will pray for those people because <sighs> some of those battles, like you said, you just need to walk yeah. away from. Let's talk about real quick to wrap this up because I've had, this is a phenomenal conversation. Um, the culture behind the food, because the African culture that I see you implementing into your food and representing it in your posts, 
obviously you're very proud and you're all in. Can we talk about how that plays a role into the food and the menus that you're making? Okay. So this is a funny, funny question because, um, you know, unlike Chef Oliver, you know, Chef Oliver, Chef Oliver, he's from West Africa. He has so much rich cultural history of the diaspora and he has yeah. so much advice to give and I love him for that. I, I just love um you know him being on Facebook and sharing all his history. Sure. Um he's amazing. Um and even when I'm in a room with other cooks and they talk about their inspiration, how granny used to be back in the day picking the collard greens and shucking the peas and all I didn't have that. You know what I mean? Um I grew up in a family that was divided, you know. Um Oh really? Okay. Yeah. My mother and my father, they split, you know, and they had issues um in their marriage and I was a kid that made sandwiches for my mom when she was crying. You know what I mean? And then she was a single mother and she had to work and pay bills and I was the oldest and we had to eat. So I cook. I roll my sleeves up because we wasn't going to starve. You know what I mean? So a lot of my background in food is because cause I had to eat and I like delicious food. And sometimes I'm, I'm envious of people who have historical recipes and, and memories of being around family members and, you know, because I don't have that. I'm cooking food that I enjoy. Okay. And um, that I want on my dinner table. Okay. Every dish that yeah. I make is something that I would eat. Sure. And, and that's just is what it is. Now, granted, yeah, I do implement, implement soul food, um, Southern cuisine, because it's black people food. I mean, yeah. I can do other yeah. things. I personally I personally love Asian food. Asian fusion, that's my thing. Okay. That is my thing. I love Asian fusion food. And, and that's what I do. So I'm a little different than the traditional soul food because I implement other things. Um, we do barbecue, barbecue pulled pork empanadas. Empanadas is not soul food. Okay. Okay, yeah. Barbecue pulled pork is, but empanadas, but empanadas are not. So yeah. we do twists. Um, and then my barbecue pulled pork has um, Asian barbecue sauce in it with different spices in it. So we, I implement all different types of cuisines because this is food that I personally enjoy. You know what I mean? Yeah. So that that's, I guess that's my gist of of that because. I do love soul food, and I love other, all of all other types of foods too. Yeah. I really do. Yeah, that was that was, and and then th- these are one of those moments for me where where I, I want to listen to this again, obviously, and take things from it. And I have these moments where it's like, you know, yeah, I kind of, I obviously assumed, and and you're completely breaking it down. Like, no, no, it, it, it's not like that at all. Obviously, you are proud, and 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 there's no need to explain that. But when you talk about your parents, there, that there was a split. And you had a uh, there was a, a tension and friction in your home life at a young young age where you were tending to your mom and it was like let me just let me just cook and that's where everything kind of just stemmed from. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, so soul food. I mean, even though we're talking about soul food, it's a different type of soul food, like you just mentioned. It's nourishing your soul. Yeah, it's making it's, people feel good at times people, where they don't feel good. Right. You know what I mean. A lot yeah. of my food, a lot of the good food that I cook is food. I made when I'm not feeling my best at all. I feel like I'm crying in the kitchen. I feel weak. I feel defeated. And that food tastes amazing because I'm just pouring everything I have into this because it's making me feel better. Like cooking makes me really feel better. I think I get anxiety thinking about all the events that I have. Mm. And I'm like, I don't know how the fuck I'm going to get this done. But as soon as I get in the kitchen... I was like, hey, I'm I'm in the kitchen. I'm cooking. Well, yeah, considering everything you just told me that you're doing besides cooking. Yeah. It's, and you said, I mean, I remember reading something and you were booked. April, you announced that you were booked up until November. And that damn post didn't mean nothing because they still been 
they're <laughs> 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 like, yeah, okay, whatever. So, um, yeah, are you available May 16th? I'm like, bruh, didn't you see the post? I politely said, they're like, thank oh, you. I'm- well, I thought I was special, so I'm just going to do my shoot my shot. It's like... Yeah, let me try to squeeze you in. Let me my, shoot my shot. My dumbass. Yeah, let me see what I can do. I got eight different events, but uh, I can make you number nine. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So you're dealing with that uh, as well. Yeah. I'm a people pleaser. Yeah, people pleaser, but you're busy. You're mm-hmm. busy and you love what you're doing. Yeah. And I think, like you said, it's almost like when you when you love what you're doing, you're putting it all. It just, every, the pages will turn and mm-hmm. the book will be will be read or written, however you want to, you know, whatever analogy you want to use. But um doing something that you love doing and dealing with the the small little cuz everything that you're talking about that's that can be frustrating and draining really it's just a small percentage of of everything else that you're enjoying of it I feel like the scale the scales definitely do way higher yeah. on the satisfaction of it satisfaction level so I'm just going to keep on pushing and going until the goal is to have my own building that I can lease and have people wrapped around the building. That that's the goal. That that's what I'm working towards. That's why I'm working like a dog. All right. Mm-hmm. Well, here here's to you. And uh, you know, I got water, but it's bad luck to toast water. But if I was toasting, <laughs> I'd be toasting to you. And Thank I and I you. hope to see you. You know, now that the weather's getting nice, yeah. And you start doing your events. Uh, uh, I, I want to come out, my wife and I. And check you out. Check the food. I know you brought some food here tonight. I yes. Know, I know everybody's in here, but I do plan on trying some. You of better and take some home <laughs> yeah, for the lady. I, I know. My, 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 my wife will kill me if I don't. You better. So, <laughs> okay. Well, thank you very much. I don't want to hold you, you anymore. You've been patient. I appreciate it, Chef Lori. Thank you very much. Thank you so much. All right. When I told you that Chef Lori was busy, I wasn't lying. I mean, she's doing so much work. And, and considering the fact that she's taking naps within these pockets of time and just to keep it moving uh, gives you a really good idea of how busy she is the work that she's doing for the community uh, outside of cooking uh, and then uh, cooking for soulfully famous Uh, when you're listening to someone's story and their journey and you're aware of how much work they do then to only learn that their journey consists of so much more i mean considering the fact that she stopped cooking and then went to school for criminal justice single mother of two children working as a security guard uh you know the pandemic comes puts her right back on track to cook again it's almost you know those are the people that impress me and that and that those are the people that inspire me because they don't stop there's no time to be stagnant you got to keep moving uh so you know chef Lori is a prime example of that and what she's doing right now with soulfully famous is so dope i hope you enjoy this episode i'm going to put the link uh to soulfully famous's page in the description of this episode uh also with her social media platform tags i want to put you know facebook and instagram links in there as well check her out check the food out if you're in the lancaster area you gotta know soulfully famous because the food is phenomenal uh, i could speak for myself because i had some so that wraps up episode 31 i am excited to continue now to move on to the next one also the intro and outro theme music for the journeyman chronicles is produced by none other than soilo with real music and films the link for his youtube page will be in the description as well um but look y'all need to be safe and maintain focus through all four seasons 
because this life does not stop, so neither do we. My name is Felix C. Arroyo, and these are the Journeyman Chronicles. Y'all be safe, everyone. <laughs>